All right. Welcome to With All Due Respect. This is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to tell people that you that you love our podcast by subscribing to it um, on Apple Podcasts. You can send a nice little comment. Uh, we haven't got any in a while, but, you know, the door is still open. Uh, if you would like to send us money, you could send us money through uh, Cash App, uh, Cash Sign, W-A-D-R-E-S-P-E-K. Uh, uh, and that will go to us. Um, apparently, if you just put W-A-D-R, it goes to some Africans. We love Africa, but not like that. So send us some money. Uh, check us out on Anchor. You can subscribe to us through Anchor. Uh, there's so many ways to show your love. We appreciate y'all. And this is episode 152. Gentlemen. Well, with the white voice, what up? 5,000 North Side of Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. Live by your rep. So, um, didn't pot last week because it was the holidays. I hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Start with you, Wood. <laughs> oh, it was, damn, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was cool, I guess. Um, I think this is the first time in my life where we we catered all of Thanksgiving. Catered, not service, but just somebody cooked the food for us. And I don't know how I feel about it, you know what I'm saying? Because typically when you cook food, there's plenty of leftovers, right? But when you cater it, it's kind of cooked to the amount of people that come. And there aren't as many leftovers. So I was kind of actually kind of sad because I came by the next day to like come and get my next day plates and all of that shit. And the honey baked ham was gone. The stuffing was gone. The motherfucking potato salad was gone. The pound cake was gone. The tater pie was gone. My mama had no, a the half tater, a, the, Hold on, the tater pie? Yeah. What is, what's, a, what's a potato That's pie? A sweet potato pie. A sweet oh, potato okay. pie. There was no Idaho russet potato pie. That sounds disgusting. That, that, that sounds that. fine to me. I was thinking of it. I was like, how niggas had a potato pie? If it's kind of like a scalloped potato type of pie situation, that actually might not be bad. Um... I make a tomato pie. Why? What are bean pies made out of? What specific kind of bean is that? I want to say it's navy beans. Okay. White beans? Isn't it like navy beans and carrots, like in white syrup, in carrot syrup, I mean? I don't know how to make it, but know. it's delicious. Yeah, that shit is delicious. It says, uh, consists of mashed beans, usually navy beans, sugar, eggs, milk, butter, and spices. Yeah, but also, yeah, it is. No uh, it tastes like it tastes like sweet potato pies. Uh, uh, Wood, as a person who loves to cook, how did y'all come up with the whole? Um, we're gonna get Thanksgiving catered. I mean, because typically my mom takes lead on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's just a tradition type of thing. She's the the operational matriarch, as in she's old enough to be oldest, but also young enough to still cook all the food. So my mom decided she wanted a break and thought it would be a good idea to cater. So that's what we did. And I can't really argue with that. I did some deviled eggs, but that's really about it. Mm. Yeah. So did we already say what was on the menu? 
Oh hell! I mean, I kind of, I kind of ran down it of all the shit that we ran out of. I know he said stuffing instead of dressing. So yeah. Um, What else we had? We had some, we had some gumbo. We had turkey, uh, macaroni, all the shit I just named. We had a red velvet. We had a red velvet cake. We had pound Mm -hmm. cake. We had a sheet cake because it was my mama's birthday. My mama's birthday was Thanksgiving this year. Um. Yeah, it was cool. Was the gumbo good? Because you didn't lead with gumbo. Most people lead with the gum- Thanksgiving gumbo. Mm, it was cool. It was a cool gumbo, man. It wasn't. It wasn't it was knock your socks off gumbo, <laughs> but it tasted like gumbo. Gotcha. I, I also you, saw that you took uh, pictures in boxes. Was that? Uh, uh, I'm not talking about that. Uh, I saw you in a. I no, saw you in a, no. like uh, maybe a. Four by four box. Oh, man. Nobody puts uh, that. It was like a fam- it was like a, a family tic tac toe oh, thing. Or is that what the theme was? Nobody, like nobody the puts baby in a box, or... man. Nope, not doing it. Not it's today. Like not on my watch. Brady bunch boxes. What are you talking about? And then like the top was the winner because y'all had like the the um the Christmas uh, twine or whatever garland. across the top, like to garland, like, the, like that. Hmm? Garland. Yeah, the garland across the top, so I assume that you won going across the top in a tic tac toe. Don't worry, I'll um I'll post it. I loved it. Um <laughs> I did too. I did. I loved every piece of it. It was it was adorable. It was adorable, it was festive. Um mm-hmm. the thing is, this is here's the here's the here's the, here's my problem with you. So my wife bought like pajamas for the whole family that we're all gonna wear together. We're gonna take a picture in that shit. Thanks. Uh, That's me. It's this is definitely you. Oh, we get and 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 I appreciate y'all's um, Christmas cards every year. Love to see it. Love to see the pictures. Didn't want to be a part of it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but here we are. So I'm gonna be a team player. Um, but you know, it's what's up though. So it sounds like you had a good holiday. Uh, how about you, uh, 5,000? How was your, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> Thanksgiving was cool. Um, I hosted, we did a non-traditional, uh, seafood-based Thanksgiving. Uh, it was cool, man, chilling, enjoyed the downtime as always. Hey, man, so before you just yada, yada, yada over the seafood-based Thanksgiving, could you... For the listeners out there, kind of oh, yeah. what that so, entails. Yeah, so we did um, two different courses. So oh, first shit, course, like uh, fried fish, mm. um, side mm. dirty rice, red beans and rice, salad, mm. um, those things. And then in the evening, did a low country boil. Mm. And oh, um, so like... Uh, lobster tails, shrimp, corn, sausage, potatoes. It's like a high-end low country boil. Right. right. Does that still um, count as low country? No. There's lobster tail in it? That's high country. I know okay, added, no, no, somebody added that. Like, I was just doing the shrimp and other stuff, and then my aunt said she was bringing some lobster tails and throwing it. So okay. that was... I, I, was about to, I was about to say, what nigga passes yeah. through with lobster tails and just... Just throw some tails well, in there. I know a guy that does that. Um, we'll have to bring him on for the lobster tail episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know a nigga that literally just shows up with lobster tails. And he posts up in the public's parking lot and buys lobster tails for other people going in the store. Oh, shit. 
Sounds like a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know that like, guy. Lobster tail, lobster tail genie. Uh, yeah, he just, just got to get him on a couple of drinks. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when Nino Brown was handing out turkeys in the hood, he hands out lobster tails in public parking lot. Oh, man, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool if you catch him on the right day. On the right day, though. <laughs> yeah, he only. It's like a pop up shop. He doesn't tell you what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to be there. I just turns into lobster over, nigga. <laughs> you, get you, get lobster, lobster. you get a lobster. You get a lobster. You get a lobster, nigga. Yeah, basically, yeah, lobster Oprah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> look Oops. under your look under your seats, <laughs> right? <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the homie. Oh man! Everybody, turn to page twelve of your program if you have a star in the upper right hand corner. <laughs> look in your cup holder. You got uh, some freshly drawn butter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. I mean, shifting gears, though, for a second. That was cool, um, but I think it's been a while since I had, like, the traditional stuff. So for Christmas, I think I want to kind of do semi-traditional. But, yeah, we had to switch it up sometimes. What is traditional Christmas fare, though? Because traditional Christmas fare isn't Thanksgiving food, right? Uh. Somehow, I think in my family, that shit is always kind of melded together, like... Um, you might have ham, might have a little turkey. You're gonna probably probably have like greens. Gonna probably macaroni. have dressing, macaroni. Yeah, like maybe the protein is a little different. Like maybe you stay away from the turkey and just do ham instead or something. But yeah, it, it's kind of like traditional. Kind of also up there with Easter. Like you're gonna have probably that ham and potato salad. Yeah, so it it be it's close enough to where people start trying to switch it up, do a little something different, break up the monotony. I know for me moving forward, I'm doing like rich nigga meals for um for Christmas. Like mm-hmm. like last year I did the um I did the lamb chops with the macaroni um like the, the lobster macaroni and cheese. I wish I could have found lobster Jesus so I could have got the free lobster. Wait, are you doing rich nigga meals or Atlanta brunch meals? Right. Okay. And it's lobster we, Oprah so that, that, lobster Jesus. <laughs> right. Oh, lobster, lobster Oprah. So I just need to find find him and um and get my lobster. But yeah, boy, when I say rich Eagles nigga meals, I, I'm, I'll talk about rich nigga meals to me. Like, I'm like, man, you know what? If I was a fancy nigga, what I'd have today, I had me some lamb chops and some. But, uh, so, but that's the thing, though. Like, it became a fancy nigga meal because of Atlanta brunch niggas. A couple years ago, <laughs> lamb chops wasn't a fancy meal. You could go right to fucking Publix, get you some lamb chops, and go to work. A couple years ago, <laughs> niggas never had lamb chops. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about lamb chops before that. Oh, right. Do I anybody mean, have a picture in their phone from 2013 with lamb chops on it? Uh, right. <laughs> lamb, chops, lamb chops became the fucking uh, new calamari, nigga. Like, <laughs> right. When you would say, I'm, I'm black and I'm doing well, oh, nigga. It used to be calamari, now it's fucking lamb, lamb chops as appetizer. Now I'm thinking I gotta make make calamari this year. Thank you. you gotta make, so uh, no man, make make, make baby, baby like tomahawks now. Like a real ass baby tomahawks. I have to find that then. If I can find baby tomahawks, I'll get, I'll make some baby tomahawks 
and um, some. No, I no, think you gotta go to the butcher and you have to request them. Like let's oh, go, let's go all the way with it. Hell, at, at this point <laughs> in time in life, uh, a rich nigga meal is fucking oxtails because oxtails so fucking high, boy. I've never been good at making oxtails though. Like every time I've tried to make oxtails, I failed miserably. Oh, but I'm gonna tell you what's uh what's straight, but not too far stupid right now is short ribs. Two seventy five, four hours. You're welcome. Very short okay. ribs, though. Short Definitely ribs. Very short ribs does sound good. Little red, red wine and whatnot reductions and whatnot. Yeah, short ribs go real hard. Some spinach. Mm. I wonder what I wonder what food Atlanta's gonna make fancy next. Biscuits and gravy. We need yes. to have a seat in though first though. Twenty dollars a biscuit. They're they're fucking up the market, so we need to have a discussion on what it's gonna be, so right. we can come to some kind of consensus. Because if it's something I eat, like luckily they ain't really gotten that I eat yet. So straight, nigga. In regular Jesus, lobster Jesus, like he fed. Well, I guess that would no. be fish sandwich. No, Jesus. That, it would be shellfish, <laughs> would it? Nah, Dover <laughs> lobster. <laughs> and 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 real Jesus is like um was Jewish. I don't think Jewish people eat like shellfish. I don't think they're supposed to be eating shellfish or something like that. That's true. Christians That's true. period like, aren't supposed to eat shellfish, right? So what type of That's fish crazy. Think- that shit delicious. So what type of fish did you think Jesus made the fish sandwiches out of? Perch. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a mullet. Nah, nigga, you can fish for perch with the same hey. shit you fish with catfish. Nigga, don't and ever tell a mackerel. Nigga. Don't ever tell a Florida nigga that Jesus was using mullet. You'll never be able to hear that shit down, nigga. JJ, <laughs> um, how's your how's your holiday? <clears throat> it was cool, man. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, I ended up going to the Pelicans versus uh, Washington Wizards. Uh, Pelicans uh, suck ass, so I thought they were going to lose, but um, ended up winning for me because I was there. Ended up being like four rows back, so that was real cool. Um, actual Thanksgiving, uh, I woke up with a slight head, uh, hangover because like we went kind of hard the night before, um, and I was going to cook something. Um, I, I, I came up on some... Uh, some food stamps. So, um, you know, the world was my oyster, no pun intended. So I wanted to make, make, uh, greens, but I had to smoke turkey next, but I didn't have the actual green, not, they didn't have any greens anywhere. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to pivot because I bought some crawfish tails, you know, because, you know, food stamps and I was going to make crawfish pies, but guess what? People tend to, <laughs> People tend to make a lot of pies during uh, Thanksgiving, so with no pie shells anywhere. So I um, I ended up going home, kind of defeated. Um, My homeboy who I went to the game with, he invited me to his house for uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I've been there before, but kind of just decided I was just going to chill, man. Just uh, be grateful, thankful from the house, from the bed, watch some football, went to sleep. I ended up making crawfish pasta later on that night just because I was like, well, fuck, I haven't eaten anything. Um, but now I was peaceful, man. Uh, you were definitely then, a dickhead for you. You went the day before to go look for these items. No, no, I went Thanksgiving morn. 
to look for these items. Oh, you're definitely a dickhead. <laughs> going yeah, to the grocery store? Yeah, you ain't want this for real. Yeah. Hey, 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 Gladys, this guy's looking for greens and pie crust. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, was at, I was at the meat store getting rung up and the phone rang and the chick was like, Thank you for calling. We're out of chitlins. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was like the running gag at the register. Uh, no. That was a time drinking gag. <clears throat> but, yeah. But no, man, because last time I bought greens, I bought them like a couple days early. Uh, not, And then I went to the grocery store and they had like a surplus of fucking green. It was for another, might have been. Christmas or something, it was like Easter or something. I was like, nigga, I could have got the greens the day of. So I was like, man, I just go to even have a fucking surplus. Never look for pie crust on uh, Thanksgiving Day, but uh, yeah, don't don't try it. Um, and then is this the same weekend? Oh yeah. So then Saturday, I ended up going to Hammond, Louisiana, to watch Fanny play in the playoffs. Um, which was interesting because uh, where they played. The seats that I had were on the visitor side, and you couldn't leave the visitor side. I mean, uh, I mean the home side. You couldn't leave the home side to go to the visitor side. So I saw like family people like all the way across, and that you couldn't get over there. Like you had to leave out to go back in and come in on the visitor side. It was like no reentry. So, so with the reports of the racist activity that went on there, like the oh man, nigga, so. Yeah, I know I'm like a shit talker, so you know, they were all hyped, like we're talking like first quarter. So as soon as family got the ball, they did something good and they got like stood up and like clapped, you know what I'm saying? Like super extra. Uh and then like my nigga probably threw an interception and the motherfucker like tapped me on my shoulder, like, ah, there you go, there you go. I'm like, Oh nigga, I'm not gonna make this whole day. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> So, oh man, it was it was rough that first quarter, but um, it was a lot of back and forth. I didn't think I was gonna be able to make it, but then like as family started to get their ass whooped, they turned off like competition mode and was just trying to be like friend mode. So, uh, okay, ended up, ended up being all right, man. So, so nobody uh, called you nothing, like not not nah, man, not 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 in an earshot. You know what I'm saying? So, so there was a report of a girl getting hit in the face with a a can, a beer can, or a cup of beer or something. Did like somebody yeah, child, a little boy, a little boy? Uh, wasn't me. Hey guys, it wasn't me. <laughs> I mean, was there any commotion? Or any, I mean, anything that you heard about not, that before? Nah, not not on my side. And like, again, like I was talking shit, like. <laughs> so when the halftime came and their band came, I was like, man, what high school is this? I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Whatever. I know you guys have a great band. That's why we came. I was like, yeah, man. So when, when homecoming came and like the Fabby people around me were about to get up, I was like, nah, man, y'all went after halftime. <laughs> so they was calling the uh, March of 15. Um, but yeah, man, it was cool. I had accidentally texted um, this old white lady um, like four years ago. I thought I was texting my grandmother about like um, Thanksgiving food, but it ended up being a white lady. Mm. So I've been going to her house for the last four years and uh, been doing that. So we. Uh, You've been going to the house of the white lady you randomly texted? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Don't y'all see that every year? Yeah. Like that, 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 yeah. Uh, I was like, what? 
Somebody was talking about that the other day. They was like, how come we never seen the lady real grandson who she was trying to text? Right. No, 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 no. No, what? No, it was the black boy trying to text his grandma. What? Right. Well, right. But I'm saying, like, we never saw. I no, 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 no. She was inviting, oh. she was inviting him. She was like, yeah, come over for Thanksgiving, I thought. And then he was like, oh, wrong number, but I'm coming anyway. <laughs> right. I'm going to be there. And then they say he keep. They say he uh, shows up every year now. Yeah. But I'm, we I'm never saw the actual grandson. Uh, but, man, shout out, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was real, but they every year we see the, the updated picture, so. And the husband died, apparently. Like, the, the yeah. way his husband died, he'd still be going over there. I wondered, like, does he feel like he he's obligated now to go over there like every year? Like is he's like rolling his eyes and deep sighs like fuck I gotta go over Miss Emma Jean's um, <laughs> house for Thanksgiving for this damn picture for this. So, Do y'all have any double names I, in your family? Do y'all have a lot of double names in your family? Double names? Yeah, like Emma Jean and Carly Ray or something. Yeah. No, not not now, not this generation. I feel like those the older generations. I, no, I mean, like grandmamas and stuff. Do y'all have a lot of double names in your grandmamas? Uh, my my grandmother Mayola. Her name was Mayola, but but that was just one name. So I got a bunch of them. Maybe that's just <laughs> my country family. So like mm. Benny Benny Lee or some shit. I got a I got a I got an Annie Mae. I got a Willie James. I got an Essie Pearl. Oh, Willie James. I feel like I got a Willie James about summer. I got, I got mm. Jesse Lee's. And, mm. yeah. No, I ain't, I ain't got none of that no more. My family ain't long livers. I did think about how black of a name Shirley Temple is today. Like, <laughs> why, why was that her name? How many white people you know named Shirley? And her name sure. ended up being Shirley Temple Black. There's probably some racist behind that. I think your or I think her husband's last name was Black. <laughs> anyway, what's up, Chef? Chef, how was your Thanksgiving holiday? It was cool, man. I did a few things um, differently this year, so I did all my shopping on Monday, which I've never done before. <laughs> that was a blessing. I got all the food I needed. Um, found out after the fact my mother-in-law had some food stamps so I was very disappointed that I couldn't use them because uh, food is expensive um, but um, cooked a meal on the so- like I think my wife did the, the, the potato pies and she did the mashed potatoes and I cooked everything else but I think I really efficient so I got everything done like by 2 o'clock so that was like record timing and shit <clears throat> very proud of that um, homeboy came through, family ate, so it was like nice and chill. Usually I like to go to my uncle's house, but with the new baby, you know, you don't want to have her around like 30 niggas in the house. So we just, um, just chilled at the crib and did something small. So it was cool. Um, I, um, also my daughter, like we didn't pile last week cause my daughter had a show this past Saturday. Um, so um, she had practice all week till late, so I couldn't really pile up with y'all. But her show was that was on Saturday, and that it was great. Like she she performed in Dr. Phillips, and Dr. Phillips in Orlando is like a huge is the huge big like performing arts center in the city or whatever. So it's like you know 
the huge audit, Disney auditorium, which is like where a lot of big comedians and big music acts and jazz art, art, artists and all that shit come. Is it named after Dr. Phil? No, Dr. Phillips. Um, is, Dr. Phillips is a, was a, a big philanthropist in Orlando. Oh, you said Dr. Phillips. So I thought you were talking about like Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. My bad. Continue. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I said Dr. Phillips, but. No, no, I might say Dr. Phillips. But at any rate, he she performed there um, in her the dance group. Uh, it was it was very long, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed every minute of it. They did a great job. She did a great job. Uh, very proud of her. So that was awesome. Uh, so that was that was really my week. That was the, um, definitely the highlight of the weekend, <clears throat> outside of. Thanksgiving, we, we I kicked it at uh, Pretty Steve House. I, I'm happy to see um, how well the brothers is doing. He's very rich and has a wonderful pool and an arcade in his house, like Neverland Valley. Um, the nigga made um, made Mexican food, had hella um, big king crabs. It was a wonderful time. I really like five stars. Definitely recommend going to Pretty Steve House <laughs> if you're in, in the Orlando metro area because it's a, definitely a good time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that was it, man. I threw away all my, my, my leftovers on Sunday night. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you gluttony. Letting people shame you. Huh? You letting them people shame you. I did let them people shame me. I did. I did. You're right. You're right. So, but I did get rid of, like, the only thing that's still here is the pound cake. That pound cake, it's going to take a while for that pound cake. That pound cake was... It's too big, man. But um, yeah, I got I got rid of the best I feel like you should have ever made. Put that background music the way this thing was talking about this goddamn pound cake. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> pound it cake was, is it was too, it's too it's too big. <laughs> oh shut up! I'm just saying, like everything that left except for this pound cake. <laughs> I bet. Sounds <laughs> <Now>, like. <laughs> but um. What was y'all thought? I mean, what, I know niggas was talking like was definitely shaming people. I understood the rationale because my wife don't even like like no one likes leftovers but me really. So it was gonna be me by myself. I wasn't about to kill myself trying to um, eat a a, a, a six pound uh, roast by myself. I mean, I don't give a fuck what people think about that shit because I like leftovers. So why am I gonna I, let people who don't like leftovers? dictate to me what to do with my motherfucking leftovers nigga my whole life my family we eat shit until it's not good no more like that shit's still straight it don't smell bad if anything it's just gonna make you use the bathroom like that's it but niggas like nah nigga after 48 hours that shit is bad no nigga that shit is not bad and just cause you don't like leftovers don't try to like make that shit a fucking national national motherfucking foreign policy that after 48 hours I gotta throw my shit away because I'm not about to do that my shit's still some good I think you I think the rationale wasn't necessarily that it was bad like the food goes bad because you can freeze anything I, th- I think it's because the food is like not good for you because honestly the best dressing I've ever made in my life was made this year and the issue with dressing although I love it I only eat it once a year but dressing is really bad for you I mean, it was like, but Thanksgiving's oh, but not like, good no, for you. Nothing about Thanksgiving is good for you. It's overeating. It's not. Shit's high in fat and washing it down with brown liquor. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what we're trying to do here. 
I maybe wanted to limit the days of, of, of a catastrophe being put on our bodies. The thing is this, I could like the, 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 the Mac, the macaroni and cheese and the mashed potatoes and the beef kind of cancel out all the properties of cleaning your body at the Brussels sprouts and the, and the greens provide like they win that battle. So I was stopped up like a motherfucker. I feel like this is a safe place. I could tell you that I was constipated like a motherfucker. Shit wasn't moving for me. So I like, I noticed once I started eating salads on Monday and shit and water and all sorts of good shit, not drinking liquor and smoking weed and all the wonderful things during the holidays. Like my body got back to normal again. Like I feel like myself again. I mean, I never, I never eat everything at Thanksgiving anyway. Like that's why I'm always looking for leftover because I'll make a sensible plate. And like oh, the things, that. the things that I really want, and then I eat that, and then I'll come back later on round two and get the things that I didn't get on the first round. I can't. Is eat. round two the next day? No, round two because I mean Thanksgiving is. I mean we eat early dinner, so yeah. so it'll be that that what is that that late afternoon that early afternoon Thanksgiving, and then mm-hmm. four hours later around six thirty seven you ready to go back in with a little piece of tater pie on the side. So I did that shit. That's what I did. You know what I'm saying? I definitely did that. That was the approach. But like for the first plate, like that's the first meal of the day. No one eats during on Thanksgiving. They like breakfast and shit. So I ate like a a sensible plate at three o'clock. Then I took an edible and started watching football or whatever. So during halftime, I was like, you know what? This edibles were aging. I had I piled my plate with macaroni and cheese and more dressing. And I made the um, I made the uh, sweet potato uh, uh, what's it called? Sweet potato cornbread. So I had that shit too, and I had to get some greens and stop up the cornbread or whatever. So that was stupid. I did too much. Like the second round was just like really, really um, flagrant. And um, after that, I felt miserable. I wanted to. Be- want to hurt myself i want to want to die immediately so i felt awful that day went to pretty steve's house the next day and ate the ate the um had the fish fry had the the mexican food and the king crab legs it was just too much stuff man i went too far i mean that's all all was so I, I was speaking more for myself. I need to. I need to get back to like feeling like a normal person again. I feel great now, but I had to. I, had to get I went to the store. I went to the store last night, and so okay, I get out of my car. I walk in the store. I come out. I noticed it was like the same car next to me as when I went in. Cause I wasn't in the store that long. I noticed there was throw on the driver's side. Mm. And I was like, oh man, that's kind of tough. But then I, as I was getting in my car. <laughs> I thought it was throw up on the passenger side. Mm. <laughs> I was like, damn. Old car fucked up, but he barely like, had to go like side to side, but I don't know. What this nigga chef be doing? Did dog? you freeze? Like, yeah. This nigga love dead air, nigga. No, my fault. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so um, this nigga on Instagram, like, right? Look at the ass on that bitch. <laughs> that thing, thank it. That, that's not what was happening. It was, but, uh, it was, it was. 
You were smiling. What were you smiling at? Because we were all looking at you. <laughs> right. Drive the boat. Waiting on the transition. I was waiting for I was waiting for five thousand to go through his story. I was I'm not gonna interrupt him. That and nigga stop. It was like a fifteen second silence. It don't matter. We'll run the tape back. All right. So um let's get into these topics. So first thing, Omarion's coming. Not the R and B singer, but the Omarion version of the um COVID virus. Uh apparently now this is the thing that was pissing me off. They said this shit was was coming from South Africa, even though it was already raging in Europe and, and Israel and shit. But anyway, the newest uh, strand um, of the COVID virus is making its way into the United States. Apparently, it's already here. Um, scientists take have have concern about this, this variant because of all of its various mutation um, abilities to mutate into different versions of itself. Um, so the concern is. Um, that um, how effective vaccines are, um, how it'll affect um, people once they you know get sick, potentially. So there's a lot of concern around it, uh, and it's it's here in America. Uh, Five thousand of you, the one said it's, it's gotten here. Did do they say what cities or do you have any details on that? No, I just read the headline on CNN or USA Today, whichever one it was, but it's saying California somewhere. Hold on, let's see if I can read that to it. Uh, yeah, carry on. I'll see if I can find it again. It was somewhere in California, though. Well, right. let me let me be the first to say that I was the first one with the Omarion joke. Um, I was ahead of the culture. Uh, Chef, I see you shaking your head. No. Um, I, I, we can't hear you. I'll say I'll say I'll say I'll say I don't believe you. Oh, uh, what? Just say it out loud so I don't have to read your lips. Uh, no, I mean if you can find somebody who had the joke before me, I mean I have uh, time stamps. Uh, please, please, you know, let me know. But I was the first one with it. I posted it. Most people didn't get the joke um, until everybody else. I did not. Huh? It, I think it took me twenty four hours, twenty two hours to get the joke. The first, I think I understood the joke because I saw, I saw it somewhere else. Wait. The first, but you, uh, but you didn't say it before I posted it. And you can't prove that. And I can prove that I was the first person. Yeah, fair. And, uh, the first case was uh, a resident of San Francisco. And they came in from South Africa. So California loves fucking up shit for everybody. And, oh, and, boy. This nigga about to right. hate on California. Right. The whole state. Right. Well, there goes the chef have. Right. <laughs> oh, well, the West, the West Chef. chef West. I don't think I have a chef hiding in California, but oh, you don't now. I definitely don't. But, uh, but um, that's that's fucked up. So, are y'all concerned with y'all's thoughts? I mean, are y'all concerned about um the Omar the Omicron uh, strand? I, I here's my thing. I, I I'm not. I feel like this is just life now. So, like every year, we're gonna get a new version of of COVID to try to take us out. And they're going to make adjustments to vaccines, and it's going to be like, it's like when you have to update your software on your phone. Like it's going to have to be, a, it's going to be a part of our life, and that's what it is. I don't mind wearing a mask nowhere. I don't mind necessarily having to be around people. I work from home, so it's like I guess this is just life now. So that, I guess that's been my point of view on it. Uh well, listening to the news today on my way to work, I um. They were just talking about it's not a matter of if, it's just when. Uh, that was today. So 
the city's disease control, whatever. Just like, you know, just gearing up. So they're nervous because they don't know how effective right now that that uh, how effective um, the fucking uh, vaccination is uh, for Omicron. What's it going to do? So, I mean, they seemed a little nervous. So it makes me a little nervous. I mean, but like you said, what the fuck we going to do? I mean, you get your shot, get your boosters, you get you a new booster, you get the booster for the booster. It's just it's life now. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just life now, but it's all just life now until somebody fucking dies. And it's like, this shit doesn't have to be this fucking bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, this is life now, but a lot of this shit is still fucking self-inflicted, man. Like, the fact that we have variants is because people don't have access to the vaccine, and that's not a domestic problem, that's an international problem. Because the United States bought up all the fucking vaccines. Uh, but then we bought up all the fucking vaccines and we still don't even want to take them ourselves. So a lot of this shit is still fucking self-inflicted, man. There's a lot of poor countries out here. A lot of these same poor countries that we, as the leaders of the empire, we rely on these same countries for cheap labor. So as long as this shit goes on, you're going to see this crazy inflation. You're going to see economies like stifled. We're going to enter depressions and shit like that so yeah we can say that this is just the new normal and this is just life now but there's a lot of collateral and residual damage that is done that is outside of the united states that will eventually come back to the united states and it may not be in the form of a disease what do you think it would be then i mean you can start to see the global economy start to shut down most of so as an empire, what one of the things that we do when we go to these countries and we blow them up is say, hey, well, as a result, as a result of the treaty, why don't we why don't you stand up uh, some manufacturing here? You know, what I'm saying, you know, it's not a coincidence that Vietnam and uh, I forgot what they called these the countries, the yellow something. That's what they called them. It's not an accident that Taiwan, Vietnam and all of these little island countries or whatever, these Asian countries became huge producers. Right. For America, mm-hmm. right? Because we need cheap labor. And we don't get cheap labor from within the country, even if we don't raise the minimum wage. It's still not cheap enough. So what do we do? We get China to do it. We get Taiwan to do it. We get Costa Rica to do it. We get Vietnam to do it. But these countries don't have the fucking vaccine like we do. So if they get fucked up and people start dying and the supply chain starts to shut down like it's already still stifled, that fucks up the economy. And when the economy starts to get fucked up like it is, we start to see this crazy fucking inflation. And sure, we can blame it on progressives or we can blame it on Donald Trump or we can blame it on Joe Biden. But at the end of the day, it's the pandemic that's driving a lot of this crazy fucking inflation. And it's not going in the opposite direction. So, yeah, the vaccine is one part of it. The vaccine is at is at the core of it. But the vaccine fucks up so much shit on so many different layers that it can still make your life miserable even if you don't get the vaccine or even if you don't get COVID. Fair point. Um, yeah, so, so I guess I'll see what happens. I mean, at that, at that, <laughs> your comment just fucking up a little bit. So, but it's true. I mean, it's all true. Um, 
the the way that the economy is kind of turning now is a lot is due is just residual effects from COVID. It's the stuff that we're going to have to deal with for for years until we reach some sort of level of recovery. But I think it also means being a more like our the world changing to become more uh, cohesive, maybe. But I doubt that. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, it, I mean, is, is unity the answer? But then, is that even realistic? I mean, unity with whom? Or, or what are you talking about? I mean, I mean, because the thing is, this is a this is a, a group project. It's always been a group project, this dealing with the pandemic shape, especially with the economy side of it. Like, if it's a situation where, okay, for one, they said they were they they shut out Africa, southern African countries specifically. Like, like about seven countries said, you know, if you're from South, if you're from a South African country, you can't come here, and we ain't go, and we ain't going over there. Um, even though this was going to spread regardless of any sort of like, there's no, there's nothing that's been said, no studies that said there's there's a direct impact, positive impact on um, travel restrictions. Like this, that hasn't been proven. So everything was going to eventually come to every country. It'll spread regardless. <clears throat> There's no way to stop it. So using that as an opportunity to kind of push other countries out or, or, or call other countries out, that still affects their affects their economy, affects our economy um, in varying degrees. Not being able to just to work together with other countries and um, to come up with solutions, um, economic wise, health wise. That's an issue, right? I, I I feel like that's like you know, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's no way to kind of work as a cohesive unit, and that's not, and that's what's been holding us back. Like, that could be the root cause, in my opinion. When does the United States do that? If there's not a clear advantage for us to do so, we don't. That's the problem. But that's but the advantage. Would that's would, the, but that's that's the way empires work. Like, we not we're not about to work with niggas on this shit. Why would we do that? Because it, it it benefits us, like you can make it a self, you can make it a selfish narrative, and say if we work with these countries and and we and we get them the vaccines that they need and and we and we look out for our neighbor, we also benefit. But I mean that's not the mentality. Obviously, yeah, I mean that's not that's not what we do. That's not the business that we're in. We'll help out. Yeah, we'll help. We'll help out a country that's completely like off the fucking grid. That's not really gonna. I think that's why we like giving like so much shit to African countries is because maybe they don't have a lot to give us in return sometimes. I don't really know. But you've never seen us like give a whole bunch of fucking aid to like China. Like why would we do that? I'd be crazy to give aid to China. We owe them money. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Segway real quick. Because uh, I was having this discussion with a friend. If somebody owes you money, <laughs> do you want them to just pay back the money you owe or they owe you? Or is it a situation where, like, maybe you might need something? Say they owe you $100, but they need $10 worth of something, whatever. Does that come out their debt or would you rather just have your full $100 cash? I want my hundred dollars cash unless we agree to different terms. <laughs> like, don't nickel and dime me. Don't pay my hundred dollars back over like ten years, nigga. Like, I mean, not even that. But like, let's say I owe you a hundred dollars, 
and your birthday comes up, and I still don't have your hundred dollars, but I buy you a gift. Would you rather that shit go towards a hundred dollars that I owe you, or then it's not a gift though, right? <laughs> Those are two separate things. Those first of all, things. first of all, you're, you're hustling backwards, nigga. <laughs> what? Why are you buy gifts? I don't even see <laughs> buy shit. I don't see buy groceries. Like nigga, hide that shit for me. Don't. Well, I want you to die. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm just saying, like nigga, nope. Nigga, why you buy me fucking ashtrays? What the fuck you gonna give me that cost forty seven dollars? Nigga, put that toy. Nigga, I got to do some cufflinks from Billy's, dog. Happy yeah. birthday. Nah, nigga, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, Nick would give me some cufflinks from That's Billy's. That's it. But- <laughs> you gotta watch. Uh, you gotta watch uh, the clip of um, <laughs> Brian the dog on Family Guy. Oh, Stewie, some money. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Funny yeah, money, man. Like, it wasn't fucking with Brian. That nigga Brian went about a fake mustache out of fucking. He, <laughs> right. he, like, he got money for fake got, mustache. Right. <laughs> I got a, I got a homie that owes me. Well, he was my homie when I gave him the money. He asked yeah, me, he's like, he's like, man, this girl burnt my clutch. Can you give me, send me a hundred dollars? Like, what? All right. I'll tell you right now, that shit costs more than a hundred. Yeah, I'm about to no, say he, that. It was, it, was, it was a group. He, he did a group project, so he asked several niggas for a hundred dollars. Oh, okay. So I gave him the hundred dollars, and I was like, "Well, I know you're rich because you be rich on the internet, so you gonna give him a hundred dollars." I never got that hundred dollars back. My thing is this: if I see him, if we're in the same city, if I'm in his town, and like we happen to have some chicken wings, I'm gonna be like, "You paying for these chicken wings, and you're gonna pay for their their chicken wings as well." I can't wait to see him so I can do that. But he'll probably be like, man, I ain't got it. And I'm like, no, you right. I mean, you could try to bitch that nigga over some chicken wings in front of people. I do the same thing to you. I told you I'd pay your monkey ass when I feel like right. it. That's going to turn to something else. <laughs> you think so? I mean, if I you try to hold this nigga right. up for wigs in front of him. Yes, yes. nigga. If you yes. tell a nigga he go buy something, that's you hoeing somebody. Right. Whether he right. owes you money or not, the right. act is still a, a hoeing act. Especially if, so, I, especially if there's hoes present. Proper protocol then. Like, because I might get, this shit was 10 years ago. Not that. I'm not expecting the money. Not that. That's definitely not proper protocol. But that's what I'm saying. So you just get to hold this nigga for the, like, you shouldn't be his friend anymore <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Like, maybe you should just cut off time. Right. Just cut ties. This nigga's waiting for the opportunity to hold this nigga in front of as many people as possible. All right. As retribution. <laughs> retribution. That's a very like I was That's that like right. I was very uncle-y. Right. I think he been in New Orleans too. I think he been in New Orleans too long. <laughs> retribution. Retribution. How many R's was in that thing? Well, retribution. They go ahead speaking in tongues. I can't believe we still on the first topic. Oh, we better move. Go, go ahead, my bad. Speaking of dead friendships, um, God damn, boy, that wasn't good. Just keep going, man. Right, I'm making it worse. Make it serious. Um, rest in peace to Virgil Abloh, a um. Big fashion designer. He, he owned. He was um, owner of Off White, so they made shoes and and uh, an apparel uh, lifestyle brand. He also, I think, he was a creative director for Louis Vuitton as well. 
died after a two-year bout of uh, cardiac mitocarcinoma, like a, a very rare cancer in the heart. I didn't know that was even a thing. That shit's crazy. But um, heart cancer, basically. Um, I don't know if it was like like maybe cancer in the heart muscle, <coughs> but that's where it originated. Um, but he died after a two year battle. The heart muscle as uh, opposed to the heart what? What? You said the heart muscle. So you're differentiating something else in the heart. So there's the heart muscle and there's the heart what? What's the other part of the heart? Nigga, I ain't no goddamn cardiologist. Oh, you I'm said the heart the muscle. I thought I you knew of another part of the heart that wasn't the muscle. I'm just, I'm curious. Wait, the valves, maybe? The ventricles? Nigga, I don't know. I just know that's how a nigga died, man. Um, I'm trying to be serious right now. Don't, don't interrupt. You're the one that came out all myocarcinoma, <laughs> copedia. Because that's shit. what the ship's called. But anyway, um, I'm trying to be serious. So this nigga passed. Um, he was 41 years old, man. Like, that shit's crazy. Um, so definitely prayers to him. It's, it's another uh, sad situation of a of a black man full of promise dying at, a, at an early age, you know what I'm saying? So um, condolences to him. I know the value of his his, uh, his wares are obviously tripling and, and quadrupling as we speak. I mean, I feel like, I mean, in my opinion, fashion is a form of art. Um, and this off-white shit that he, he was making, I, I couldn't afford it anyway, but that's uh, some of his stuff. His sneakers are going like for ten thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars now. Uh, they were already high, quite expensive. So Very expensive. I know Pretty Steve had a couple of pair of off whites that he could probably just put in a box and, and never wear again. Be rich. Let me tell you, that nigga Pretty Steve is definitely going to invite you back. Like you're really laying it on thick, and I think you're good. Like right. I, 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 you're, you're, here's, you're getting here's the thing. You're gonna get you gotta get another invite. I wanted to come back, so I didn't want it to be a secret. I, I do want to come back <laughs> listen, to your home. It was, it was a great time. Please invite me back. <laughs> All right. Please. Please invite You're me back. Right. Um, uh, so when I heard this, man, I was very shocked, man. Um, and again, it's it's it kind of hit home. I mean, especially right off the heels of Dolph. Just another uh, young black man who was a leader in his industry, just gone, you know, and like no, like you said, we we didn't know he was going through whatever heart cancer he had. Um, it was just like TMZ reports Virgil has passed. I'm like, well, damn. I was just listening to Kanye on Drink Champs, just kind of talking about Virgil and how he was kind of salty with. with with Virgil when he uh, decided to take the the Louis Vuitton job, and you know he was still saying that's my brother, but you know I I'm, I was salty at him and just the situation, but you know so it's, it's I was just thinking about that just because he he designed started designing with Kanye and a guy went to fam that I I was cool with I guess was still cool I don't know it's him Jerry Lorenzo like. They all started in Chicago designing and they all broke off into their own respective little uh, Jerry got fear God, Virgil, Louie and, you know, Kanye doing this shit. And, you know, they all doing big shit. 
Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's just people are just dying. And, you know, we're all pretty much the sum of our experiences, people we meet, things we go through. So every time somebody that is a part of our experience and especially around our age passes, uh, it makes me think more and more about my mortality. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, one of my favorite basketball players I grew up watching, we're about the same age, Kobe, like he's gone. Nipsey's gone. One of my, you know, like my favorite rapper's gone. God damn, another one of my favorite rappers is gone. This person that just died. This person just died, and they're all people like, damn, like a part of who makes me or makes us who we are. It's like you really do lose like a part of yourself. Like off whites, you know, niggas. Like you said, we know niggas with off whites. If you don't own a own a pair, and even if you didn't own a pair, you still respected what it was and what he was doing in a white space. So it's just sad. Like he made it up to this point, which is a big point, but he has so much more to so much further to go and who knows what he could have done. Um, so, you know, again, another jarring death, um, and, you know, rest, rest in peace to him. I think he has, I know he's married. I think he has maybe three kids. So hopefully, I mean, they should be well taken care of. And just doing some reading about him, he's talking about with like Off-White and some of the deals that he made. It was kind of like the equivalent of somebody keeping their masters. So, um, you know, he, he still got a lot of money from like different deals that he did. And he, he owned like creative spaces and things of that nature. So, Hopefully his family will still be well taken care of uh, after all of this. But, you know, rest in peace to him. And he was a creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just talk about people who think outside the box and do do different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we consider ourselves creatives, I guess, because we do this podcast. But, like, people that – I really admire people that can, like, paint, draw, um, sculpt, even – you know, Steve Jobs, shit like that. Like, just really think outside the box and can can just really create. So when you lose somebody with such a creative mind, it's it's a big loss um, just for society and the culture as a whole. Yeah, I mean, definitely everything that J. Joe said, man. Um, prayers to his family. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm sad, but I mean, hey, if, if it's your time to go home, it's your time to go home. Um... I'm sure he's in a better place, um, all of those good things. But I always look for the lesson to take from it. Um, J. Joe just rattled off a list of the Nipsey's and Virgil's. and uh, We lost Chadwick a year ago and all of these things. But we look at that like it's on TV, like all these famous people are dying. But, I mean, we die too. You know what I'm saying? And we're not Chadwick Boseman. We're not Virgil Abloh. We're not these people. We don't have millions of dollars, man, to like leave behind in creative spaces like JJ was talking about. So make sure that you have your affairs in order. It is not too early. We're 30s and 40s. It's not too early for you to have a will, um, life insurance, things of that nature. Because when it's your time to go, however quick that may be or however long that may be, you can't go to the insurance company after you get cancer and say, I want life insurance. You know what I'm saying? 
You got to do that before. You can't wait until you have a terminal illness to say, now I want to get my affairs in order. It's going to be much harder. So just have those discussions. Start thinking about that now um, so that, you know, when that day comes, whether it's sooner or whether it's later, uh, your family will be taken care of as well. <clears throat> so, um, other thing. So, I, what I gather from this, I mean, really in general, when when someone dies and you're kind of like your age bracket, your demographic, um, you, you think about your own mortality, but then you also think about, like, me personally, I think about, like, what am I doing? Am I doing the right things to kind of make stuff count? Uh, for my family, am I doing the right things and for, as far as my legacy? Like, cause you think about, you know, like, what, what are you leaving behind basically? Aside from like, you know, insurance money and having, making sure everybody's straight. Obviously, I think that's like the bare minimum, but then all the other things, like, did, did the people I leave, did I matter to the people I left behind? Did, did my existence here help in some way? So you think like you think like okay if we do this podcast I like I think we help people in varying degrees based on the the feedback we get but outside of that like what are we what what am I doing um, to be remembered by not from an ego perspective but kind of but mostly just because I want to make sure I wasn't doing this just because like we all live a life we're all gonna live and we're all gonna die so it's like what am I doing to be make sure my life had some sort of meaning. So it may, I always think about that, like like especially like when I'm high, because it makes me think harder about that type of shit. But that is a concern of mine. Every time I see stuff like this, and, and obviously Virgil Abloh did some amazing things. Um, a lot of these young men who just died at a very early age have done amazing stuff. But it, it just makes me think about that. <laughs> Um, but, um, what was next? Yeah, and, and before we just, yeah. just real, 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 right, right. And before we get in that, just, um, I read something just, just talking about how, um, kind of like the same thing about, uh, black men and mortality and, like, how we, how we, he was talking about how he wanted, like, black men to think about us in our 80s you know what i'm saying think about us as grandfathers as great grandfathers you know what i'm saying like betty white's about to turn i think maybe a hundred or some shit like you know what i'm saying just how we just need to start framing our thoughts and our patterns towards living a long life you know what i'm saying and hopefully some of our our, our industry leaders uh, like Puffy and Jay-Z and um, live to be 80 and 90 years old so that they can be the um, I'm trying to say who's 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 the Quincy Joneses you know what I'm saying and can get up in age and can and can pass those uh, gems down to, to younger generations but go ahead since we're on death And uh, so, rest in peace, uh, Jack Jacqueline Avant. She was the wife of Clarence Avant. Um, I, I, he was a, a he's a 
been an influential music executive, television executive, entertainment executive. Um, they were married. Political. He was very political, in- right? Influencer. He's, he's he was an, he's very much an influencer and everything. I know they had the um, Netflix uh, movie uh, called documentary called The Black Godfather talking about him, which is like which is a really good watch if y'all haven't seen it. But um, <clears throat> there was they, basically she was uh, they they did a home invasion in her home in Beverly Hills in which the Vance lived for the past fifty five years, um, the whole length of their marriage. Um, and someone came into their home um, and robbed their home, attempted to rob their home, and, and shot her in the balance. Uh, this this is crazy to me. I mean, I know I saw someone post something about the declining level of morality of people. It seemed like people are are less moral. And I thought it was a very good argument. I mean, I thought it was a good statement. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agreed. I feel like people. I feel like it's robbing season. Like, I mean, I feel like when it comes, we're getting to a point, uh, kind of piggybacking on Wood's point of when, when empires decline, another thing that you notice is the huge shift between the haves and the have-nots, um, a diminishing middle class. So there's extremes in terms of rich and poor. Um, I think if you also pepper in social media aspect of people creating false narratives in terms of everyone having or going living under the assumption that they have, um, that people who really don't have see that and grow grow envious and want to have what the others have. So they steal, they scam, they do what they need to do to get it, and that ends up with violence and 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 basically. Our elders getting murdered uh, for 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 their things, you know what I'm saying? So uh, this was this was obviously a sad situation. I didn't realize their daughter is um, the is um, the wife of the CEO of Netflix. I, I didn't realize they were all connected in that way, but um, this was this was crazy to me. Um, definitely a tragedy, um, but I feel like this is just. The kind of the world we're going into where people are just going to end up just stealing more and trying to get people more. I know around this time, a couple of years ago, Pop Smoke was murdered and killed during a, 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 um, a robbery. I mean, people are just getting people. Like, we just talked about Young Dolph getting murdered, like, a couple of weeks ago. Like, this is just, seems like it's a sign of the times. <clears throat> I mean, this is, as, as Malcolm X would say, this is, what is it? Chickens coming home to roost? That what it is? Mm, I yeah, mean, chickens coming home. I mean, sometimes I think I think people forget what it means to be an American, right? <laughs> to be an American is essentially to put money above all things. That is essentially our country. That is the makeup of our country. That is the DNA of our country. You feel me? And we have these other little side stories that go along with it. You know, what I'm saying equality, the little you know the castle on top of the hill. These little side stories. But America is about money. It always has been. It will always will be, you know. And as we continue to go down through history, the story becomes less and less like, um, what do you call it, nuanced, right? We're not nuanced with what we are anymore. I mean, we're unapologetically American. And it's about the money. People, you know, people want to get to the bag. And it's not, it's not I want to have a good life for my family and get the, the white picket fence 
and like just chill and barbecue and live my life. That's not the American dream anymore. It's to get to the bag. It's to get this money. The American the American dream is to have more money than you. What's your dream? I want to have more money than everybody else. And yep. that is a toxic environment where people are willing to do whatever it takes for them to have more money than you. How much money is enough more than you? It's unsustainable. Yeah. You feel me? And that's that's the not the world. People say, oh, well, what's the world coming to? No, 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 no. Let's not say the world because that is this is an American culture that we're dealing with. Most motherfuckers have never seen the world. They got motherfuckers with 30 stamps in their in their passport and all of them have a beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the world. But it's a very American, a very American way to think. And now I think one of, I think it was either JJ or somebody posted a video recently of the chicks who were like, What kind of dude are you trying to get? And there were Buku chicks. Most of the chicks were like, What was it? What do you want? You want a nine to fiver? You want a dope boy, or dope do you want a scammer? a scammer? And they were like, Fuck the nine to five dude. I <clears throat> want a dope boy or a scammer. A scammer is a thief. A thief. That is what a fucking scammer is. And somewhere along the lines, it became okay to associate with thieves. I don't fuck with thieves. I don't steal. You know what I'm saying? I was brought up that a thief is like the worst type of nigga that you can be around. You know what I'm saying? But now, not only is a thief like okay to associate with them, like they're praised. I'd rather fuck with a thief who has money than a nine to five motherfucker who's solid and stand on their own two toes. You know what I'm saying? That's where we're at now, man. And it's, you can say it's a morality thing, but that's what our morals have always been. It's just less nuanced. Um, I'll go. So, um, again, I, I watch and I listen to a lot of news. Um, so it just so happens every, uh, Tuesday in New Orleans, or maybe Wednesday, they have, um, Somebody coming on just talking about the state of affairs as far as it is a crime in New Orleans. And uh, it was this one uh, professor who said he asked his class, let's say maybe 100 people, when it comes to their decision making, how does like, let's just say, morality come into place in your decision making? In a room for 100 people, he said maybe three people raised their hands, right? I think that that's way different than how we were raised, right? I feel like there is, uh, I think when we were growing up, it was like, well, even if I don't see you, God gonna see you. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people have moved away from uh, organized religion, which is cool, but you don't want to move away from morality. A lot of us had praying grandmothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to let my grandmama down, you know what I'm saying? Like, even the gangsters back in the day, like no dope on Sundays or, you know, you don't shoot around women and kids. Like you don't do that. Like you just had some sort of moral code that just isn't there anymore. Right. So then you have no moral code. Then, like I think Chef and we both touched on. All right. Now we have social media to deal with. I got to show everybody I got bread. You know what I'm saying? Like. The women out here won't fuck with a nigga without no money. I got to show them I have money. Coupled with niggas don't want to work. Niggas will do anything but get a fucking job. And as like that clip I sent, because getting a job isn't respected anymore. Just like being a good girl isn't respected anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like just some things have just changed. So it's like 
all right, I got to get as much money the easiest way I can. So that's either scamming or robbing. You know what I'm saying? I, I watched a video yesterday of two niggas rolling up on a woman with her baby in the goddamn stroller. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, like, we shouldn't do this. Nah, man, let's not do this. It's like, I don't have it. You have it. I got to get it so I can post it and, and show people I have it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just to the point where it's just really bad. And I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's why you have niggas running in Louis Vuitton, 15 niggas running in a bag store, Louis Vuitton bag, what it was, Gucci, and just stealing. They just doing crazy shit now. But it was like back to back to back. You have niggas robbing this this man and killing his wife. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I think these, they were saying that like carjackings and like taking things by physical force are up double digits. You know what I'm saying? From like they've been in the past. And when I talk about pandemic years, we're talking about before pandemic. Like I got a homegirl who got carjacked in St. Louis. So now shit is starting to hit home. It's like, oh damn, people, I know somebody who got carjacked. We keep talking, we keep hearing about people carjacking in Atlanta, New Orleans, Chicago, broad daylight shit. We see videos of niggas just hopping in niggas' cars at gas stations. You know what I'm saying? And they had a, a, a little boy in Chicago who he's 11 years old and it's like a known carjacker. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody to grab this little nigga and be like, no, go to go to school, nigga. Learn how to write in cursor. What is you doing? Nigga, nigga? You in a sixth fucking grade, nigga. But like, so at so at 11, what the fuck you gonna be at 18? And at this point, the, the fact that it's like, not saying that everybody should go get a job, but like, if you have niggas who aren't working, but feel like they need money, they gonna do whatever they need to do. So that's either running in your house, your mama house, pushing your sister out the way, jumping in her car at the gas station. It's just niggas are just, it's just fucking wild magnolias out here, man. And I don't. Again, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do to stop it. Because again, like you said, it's the American way. It's, it's, it's the, it's the way of the world now. And I don't know. We see it, but I don't know what the fuck to do about it. I mean, you can be like, we should, I don't know, be harder on crime. But these, that's the problem in New Orleans. I know the motherfuckers doing it are like it's eleven to seventeen. So. If all I'm going to do is get a slap on the wrist, I'm going to come back out the next day and do the same thing. So, I don't know. It, the, don't shit, wanna, the shit's starting to get bad, though. You don't want to blow an 11-year-old head off. I mean, it'll probably still happen anyway because you're not really stopping to check IDs. But, I mean, that's the unfortunate situation. I mean, somebody run up in your shit. Nigga pulled a tool out. Now you got to end up killing one of your people. And it's like... I didn't want to do that. But honestly, I don't even know what the fuck you came in here for. I don't know if you're robbing me. I don't know if you're trying to, like... Home invasion, like all the way, like have us duct tape around this bitch. I don't know. Don't have time to ask you. So, it's like I said, it's an unfortunate situation, man. But I think that's what's gonna have to happen. Like niggas gonna have to take the streets back. You know what I'm saying? Like you might have to blow that 11 year old head off. As bad as as that sounds, you know what I'm saying? But you you don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's a toy gun or what whatever you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And you don't know who I have in the car, so I might have my five-year-old, nigga. I don't care what age you are. You ain't about to take this car. 
And, and it's unfortunate also because nah. it forces us into gentrification. Because it's like, they don't rob white people like that. They don't go to the white people mm-hmm. and be carjacking all of them. But they, I mean, they will go over there. I'm not saying they're scared to go over there. But most of the volume is not in the white neighborhoods. It's in our own neighborhoods. So now black people got to get the fuck out of the black neighborhood because y'all carjacking over here. Because you know the police not going to come over here like that because we all black. Now I got to go live with the white people in order to protect my home. Because I know you're going to think twice about going to fucking with the white people money. Because they got a different reaction when you go to their fucking neighborhood. And it's just sad. And you then, going to prison. And then, I say, and it's a different punishment. They yep. go down your ass out the rip. Yep. And them same niggas will come back in a group or in a discussion and be like, I don't understand why they pushing all the blacks out the neighborhood. Nigga, you robbed everybody in the neighborhood. They had to fucking get you niggas up out of here. Like that, what you thought was going to happen. That's the issue, though. No one ever wants to talk about that part of it. Like, because that's because no one wants to hear, it, I guess. But that's that's a big part of the reality about gentrification is like this was a fucked up place. And y'all wasn't making it no better. <laughs> so we're going to fix this one way or another. This is the way that we're going about it. But then it's a cycle because people are robbing because they don't. It, it, it's a mix. Like we talking, we talking on one side about, okay, nobody wants to work. Everybody wants to kind of make a, a fast come up. But also it's the, the, the lack of resources, the lack of getting to those resources and having the, the ability to get into college and get a high earning job and shit like that. So it's like, I'd rather, I'm scamming because I can't get the opportunities. Maybe um, another, a white child would get in a more affluent area. But you're going to get my credit but also, card, but you're going to get my credit card number. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's such a, a slippery, not a slippery yes. slope, because that's not a slippery slope. Uh, I hate when people use slippery slope the wrong way, and I almost did. It's just... Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's just one of those things where it's like we understand that we have been disenfranchised, like we have taller hurdles, other shit to climb, climb, climb. Fuck, this is crime. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't make me a victim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I get it. I understand. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? So it's easy for me to talk from a two parent household who, let's just say middle lower middle wherever I, whatever i grew up in you know what i'm saying middle whatever class at the time so it, i understand i understand like yeah it's easy for you to say but it's also one of those things where it's like yeah but you can't rob me <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so i i don't know man it's, especially when you're not robbing me for no substance like okay so there are some things that are like, this is how I make a living. I put food on the table with this. But like, niggas is not robbing niggas to put food on the table. Niggas is robbing niggas for Louis belts and shit. Like, that's not, that's not, that, that's that's way fucking different, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can't feel disenfranchised because of what the other side or what you see, you know what I'm saying? They have better opportunities. They're going to college, so on and so forth. But you didn't rob a nigga for college tuition. <laughs> I mean, you, you didn't rob a nigga for a semester at motherfucking Tuskegee. Like, you robbed a nigga to get you a Louis belt. So, I mean, there's a disconnect between the action and the 
communicated reason for the action. You know what I'm saying? They're not robbing to make them give themselves a better situation. They rob them because, I mean, they want some money in their pocket like anybody else. I mean, I understand that, but you just can't you so, just can't go about it that way. So, and, and again, that's another <laughs> like financial literacy, right? So, niggas get, I just seen someone, nigga, get arrested for a PPP loan, like $1.2 million. Like, Niggas don't know how to launder money. Niggas don't know what to invest in. Like I remember, I saying like dope boys used to buy car washes and laundromats. Like right. nigga, like do do something where it's like, all right, I have something to show for me robbing twelve niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, I don't want a fucking Gucci belt. I don't want a fucking whatever car you're gonna drive. Like, like niggas still like in apartments, like. With Buku, but you'll spend three hundred thousand dollars on a trip to fucking Dubai just to stunt. You know what I'm saying for the gram? Like nigga, buy a house, nigga. Right. At least, right? If you're gonna rob a nigga or get like scam niggas, like at least have something to show for it, nigga. Get your mom out the hood, something, nigga. At least I'd be like, well, at least a nigga got his mom out the hood. You know what I'm saying? But right. niggas be going to jail for shit with nothing to show for it. Like niggas want to go get fucking. Uh, find lobster tail Jesus and uh, lamb chops uh, at the fucking <laughs> full day. I don't know what the fuck. That's what niggas want to do. Just stunt with their money. And that's, again, that's us being brainwashed and not being, like I said, know what to do with our money once we get it. Nigga didn't get no CD. You didn't get no little piece of CDL or nothing. No, no type. You didn't send your little, your little brother to C- CDL school <laughs> nothing, or nothing. nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nope. And I feel like back in the day, at least the dope boys knew who had potential. You know what I'm saying? Like, nope. all right, well, we're going to. I'm saying like niggas ain't even like robbing and scamming to rap no more. <laughs> like at least niggas was get. That was the one good thing about niggas wanting to be rappers was like, oh, these niggas will just buy studio time with it. At least you might could push a nigga into a single or something, right. Laffy Taffy or something. These niggas just robbing now and just be like, "Fuck it, nigga, let's see what we can blow money on, nigga." I don't, I don't know. But are they owning? Are they owning that? Saying that they're scamming and robbing to buy designer? Like I, it's clear that's what they're doing. But are they saying that they're doing something positive? Because I feel like. This kind of segues into another topic where people want to feel one with the struggle and like, man, I'm just out here, I'm on the grind, man, I'm trying to get it. And sometimes I feel like we hold ourselves back just so we can still feel a part of the struggle. And I think all that stuff kind of goes hand in hand because all that money you're spending on designer or whatever. I think, there's, I think like kind of, I, I think going back to Woods' point. Like the uh, like the American story and shit. It, it, the story, like the 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 love story, is you 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 got it from the mud. Like you didn't you came you grew up with with very little, and you ended up with all sorts of riches. You you can't end up with the big cars and the and the boats and the and the fancy um dinners um of 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 pork chops and, 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 um, and lobsters. So it's like, you, you end up with all that shit, slam <laughs> chops and lobster. So you end up with all that sweet shit, but you never, you had very little come up. So you want to have that narrative. You want to share that narrative with people, but that's not necessarily the case. Most of the time, these motherfuckers 
probably grew up just fine. They probably grew up in a nice, like middle, yep. lower middle class life. They they had a de- they had they had their parents. Well, these motherfuckers had parents, <laughs> but they still ended up being not worth the damn. Because I and I think it's mostly because no one really believes in anything anymore. Like you said, like we don't have any, we don't have religion necessarily, but you don't believe in nothing for real. So you 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 base you just create stories. Like we create sto- they create stories for the gram. They create some sort of narrative for this, that, and the third because something looks a particular way. But how do you fuel that narrative? You got to steal from a motherfucker and make it look make to make your shit look a certain way. And that seems exhausting. It seems like that's why everybody got gray hairs all the time and they, everyone's going, look aging bad. Like all these young niggas look like they 40 and they, they still 20 and shit. Because it's a lot of stress to keep up a lie. It's probably pretty stressful not to believe in anything to kind of keep you, like, keep your head centered. Um, fucked that's up. just my you, opinion. Fuck though, you basically said I'm aging poorly, man. That's, that's messed up because I have gray hair. No, no. Nigga, I ain't talking Sorry. about you. I'm talking about these old niggas that look old. Your shit's Sorry, obviously genetic. <laughs> I'm talking about these young niggas that look like they about 50 right now. That nigga talking about your daddy? Right. Nah, I was definitely like, what? Right. <laughs> it's so, always funny when the cleanup yeah. is worse. Right. So you touched oh, on... No, right. No, 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 no. I was talking about your you mama. You fucked up like Wait, your daddy, Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, your, no, your genetics is just fucked up. Oh, okay. Um, you touched on something, man, about these niggas really don't be coming from like as bad a situations as they say all the time. I mean, a lot, a lot of times it is niggas that are not in good situations, but a lot of times it's little middle class niggas too. And I gotta sound like an old nigga on this, but like, I don't understand how parents is just like oblivious to all of this shit. Like me, my parents knew what I went to school in as far as clothes, and they would know any differences in my clothes when I got back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't, like, wear Louis belts to, like, school or whatever the equivalent of a Louis belt was. Like, I couldn't, like, go to school with some BKs on and come back with J's on. We got IG now. My mom and daddy would would be looking at my IG page. I couldn't be on an IG page and I got on shit that they know they didn't buy me. Like, niggas talk about Terry on BMF like he was green as fuck. No, Terry is very much how my mom and daddy would be. Like, no, motherfucker, where the fuck did you get that shit from? Because I know you don't go to fucking work and work at no fucking Baskin-Robbins, uh, or nobody Baskin-Robbins or nobody gas station, so what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. these niggas just yeah, out here just doing that shit all willy-nilly with no oversight. Definitely question, like, simple shit, like... When they could go trade games or something. Like, hey, where this game came from? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I ain't buy you that. Every, and, everything had to be vetted. Right. And report cards didn't come out this quarter yet. So I know I know that's a new game. Exactly. Anywho. Privilege. We need a privilege button. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's shit interesting, man. But, like, we, I you hope for the best, but. This shit don't seem to be shifting, so y'all y'all be careful, man. Get you a, I mean, I know I know niggas got pistols, so but get your I'll get you a pistol, man. Just keep yourself safe. I'm going to Atlanta next week. I'm scared, um, but um, yeah, I'm scared of Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta. <laughs> so um, and Dre, 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 Dre now, and Dre and them. Um, shout out to um, Mayor Dre. Uh, they have a, a mayor named Dre now, so 
I know Keisha had went through a storm because of them niggas, but maybe I'll treat him better than y'all treated her. Who knows? Um, shout out to Keisha. But yeah, so next, um, speaking of parenting, so King Richard came out this past week. Um, King Richard is the biopic of Richard Williams, the father of Serena and Venus Williams, as well as many his, his many other children. So I watched the movie last week. Um, it was great to me because for a few things, one, they, they talked about a black man in a positive light, but he was like a regular, regular, regular man. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think they over sensationalized his story. I think they, they spoke on his flaws really well, but they also spoke on how his flaws kind of helped mold his children to who they were. Spoke, I mean, so I think it was a positive. It showed like, like love and, 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 and being a solid man and a solid parent. Um, but it was real, it was real, but it was realistic, which I can appreciate. So I enjoyed the movie. Um, I know there was a lot of mixed reviews. I saw a lot of women talking shit like that nigga wasn't all that, but um, I guess I, that's, that's par for the course. But have any of y'all seen the movie over the past few weeks or any thoughts? I haven't seen it. You've seen it? Definitely plan to. Um, I, that's one of the movies where I want to like take time and watch it and like not have a whole bunch of like shit going on in the background or whatever. I do want to take my time with it, so I do plan on watching it. I, I mean, I'm I kind of know the story already anyway, but um, judging by the reviews, I mean, especially from persons of color, um, it, it should be a good watch. I'm I'm anticipating it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, don't know. I, haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I, I plan on it. So. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I guess, I guess, so, I guess the funny part good. about it is like, like you mentioned the the women, right? They're having backlash about, uh, well, he wasn't all of that and shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's that point and the Lavar Lavar Ball point, right? I don't know where Lavar Ball came into this discussion, but there are a lot of Lavar Ball side conversations. My first thought about both of those comments is, why can't we just ever let a motherfucker have a positive moment? You know what I'm saying? Regardless of the totality of a motherfucker's life, it was a good story. Um, the the Williams sisters they like executive produced it or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. It was a good story. They told a story about their dad. Obviously, they're proud of their dad or they want to pay homage to their dad or whatever. They helped develop a story about their dad with the Netflix. It was a positive story about a black man and some black women's life to help them become not only the best tennis stars ever in tennis, but honestly, probably one of the best in Serena and Venus, some of the best athletes to ever walk the earth in sport. And that's a positive story, but some kind of way. Just like we do with Martin Luther King every fucking January. We just can't let a motherfucker live. Like, we can't. We can't do it. And I don't understand. I don't understand why. Yeah, um, they came out with some new shit about Martin Luther King the other day. I'm like, I'm sick of y'all niggas. Hold on. So, real quick. The, I think the um, callback to LeVar Ball was, and I haven't seen the movie, but uh, basically, you know, he was like really gung-ho about his sons and like, yeah, my son's going to be great basketball players, da-da-da-da-da. So that's where people are 
making the comparisons like, oh, y'all love King Richard, but hate LeVar Ball. He did the same thing. So this shit is really silly. For some reason, people want to force feed us LeVar Ball <laughs> on everything. Like, <laughs> ever since he first appeared on the scene, motherfuckers have been wanting to force feed us LeVar Ball. Like, oh, y'all hating on this man. Y'all pay $200 for Jordans, but y'all want to pay $200 for Big Baller brand. Like, well, I don't right. like it. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't want niggas to. have been trying to force feed us the Ball family forever for some reason. And the ball, like LeVar Ball is not a unique story. Like anybody who's around like professional sports, like at an AAU level, every every top draft picks mama and daddy is of the same fucking way. Like you think they just sit fucking home like cooking fucking spam sandwiches and they go play basketball for a couple of hours and they get drafted? There's money involved. They're paying for their kids to go to camps. They're paying for their kids to play in these AAU leagues. Like they're like wheeling and dealing. They have relationships. They're like pitting coaches against each other. Like, oh, well, you want my boy to play with you. You got to do X, Y, and Z. Like, what LeVar, Ball, what LeVar Ball did is done thousands of times over every single fucking year. He was just brash enough to go on TV and fucking talk about it and say what a lot of, uh, honestly, a lot of kids who are going to go high in the fucking draft, their mamas and daddies know that too. As long as their son doesn't get shot or get in fucking trouble, they know a year or two before they fucking go to the draft that their kid is going to get drafted high. It's not a fucking secret. It's not a surprise. Like, oh, damn, baby, I didn't know you was good at basketball in their <laughs> senior year. Like, this shit is not a secret. <laughs> so I don't understand why well, we're like, trying to... Never, yeah. Why are we comparing that to these motherfuckers They got drafted high? It's convenient, Serena bro. Williams is honestly in the conversation for the best athlete to walk the earth. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck yeah. how good it was, Lonzo it and all the path. It was your tennis. Yeah, I mean, like I said, people have been trying to force feed the Bob family on us, so I feel like it's that. My thing is, you never heard nothing about the holidays, parents, and they got three niggas in the league hooping. <laughs> I mean, and they all the, good. So I'm yeah, like, it, just, it depends, like on. Like, to Wood's point, that's kind of dude's personality. Like, LeVar Ball, you've seen it. Bear itself out. He's kind of brash and uh, full of bravado. Hey, look at me, everybody, whatever. Maybe other people's parents ain't like that. And, and I still don't understand how that synthesizes down to, I have to support you now. Like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> how does this synthesize down into, I got to go buy a ball of ball of blocking what the fuck is it baller big wild brand big baller brand like i don't know because you because you give nike 200 dollars so why you can't get a black man 200 i mean i like nikes my thing was richard (laughs) williams wasn't trying to sell us nothing either i don't remember richard williams selling he wasn't selling reeboks to us once once uh venus got the deal like he he didn't sell anything but his children and just making sure that they were successful. So I don't know how that's a how it's even equivalent. Like I think niggas just if I hear anything about LeVar Ball again, it'll be too soon. Like we're happy I'm happy for his kids being hoopers or whatever. But there's so many brothers in the league that hoop. So it's like whatever. I'd rather hear the story about Giannis and his brothers than um LeVar Ball, honestly. And, 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 and let me tell you niggas something, okay? You entrepreneurs and shit out there. Stop trying to shame people into buying stuff. All right. Shame is not a is not a marketing tactic. You know what I'm saying? It may be good on the front end, but all you're going to end up doing is pissing a whole lot of motherfuckers off. 
earn, I mean, earn motherfuckers' business. If you got a good product, niggas will fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? But if you're doing all that shaming and shit on the front end, even if you're hooping and hollering about the shit, like, yeah, fucking right. Like, niggas don't support black business. And using LeVar Ball as the fucking example for that shit, like, I automatically don't want to buy your fucking uh, moss. All right? Once I see that shit, I don't want to buy none of your fucking CMOS, none of your fucking candles, none of your fucking soaps. Okay? Because that's a bad attitude to have as a fucking business owner. Earn, earn my business. If you got a good product, niggas will fuck with you. But don't try to shame me into doing this shit. Then I'm going to be pissed off. I just went to the Big Baller Brand website just to see if they was how they were still doing. We fucking up on, hey, on, on, on Big Baller Brand. We, we can't get that shit right. <laughs> that shit, that shit um, got worse. Worse. So I can say Richard <laughs> Williams' name right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Christ, them was some ugly. Them some ugly little shoes. And they still expensive. Like, like I need to chill out. All right. And it looks like he has him and like Levar and his cousins on the on the front page. Like, I'm like, that don't inspire me to buy all shit. Anyway, all right. Okay, cool. Uh, uh man law violations. All right, cool. So we we could get into the um. The, the 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 messy part of the podcast. You ain't, you, you, you ain't you ain't hear me tell you that it was an hour and forty minutes. Oh shit! We had an hour and forty minutes. We're now at an hour and fifty minutes. But you don't have to take his word for it. That's gonna be awkward. <laughs> You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. With all due respect, um, this is kind of like a callback to earlier in the episode, but right now I kind of feel like we're at a critical juncture within our community to try to help each other reach a higher plateau. Like, if you think about it, you know, somebody got a lick on fucking Jordan Code coupon code or PPP loans or whatever we'd be so apt to be like oh you know let me inbox you or whatever how do I get the fucking $20 off the Jordans or the $10,000 loan or whatever like basically in short you know dumb shit and people you know be willing to jump on board and help you figure that shit out but when somebody needs like you know help with a resume or um you know, somebody's trying to figure out something about some life insurance or about real estate or something a little bit more sustainable. We kind of gloss over that shit or it's not met with the same enthusiasm as some other um, non-essential topics. And I think we're doing ourselves a disservice because we're steadily being left behind as things are constantly evolving and changing. Um, a lot of things are on the horizon as far as uh how we do business and uh, tax laws and all that shit is like always constantly updated. But 
we're always like stuck in the stone age, you know, motherfucking tell you about all the reality shows and all that shit that came on, but can't like tell you some real shit that kind of help you. So I think we should get out of that. Um, if it's like knowledge you have to share, it's no sense in trying to like hoard it. I, I'm not gonna say it's no sense in doing it. I think it behooves us as a community and a culture, not necessarily to try to hoard the knowledge, uh, to try to be a billionaire. I would rather help a thousand people get a million dollars than for me to be a billionaire myself. That's just me personally. Everybody don't feel that way. And, you know, I'm not knocking you if you don't. But for the greater good, you know, I think that's how things should work. We should just try to, if you see a friend in need or somebody lacking some knowledge or taking the wrong approach to something, I think we should just share and try to lift those people up with all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, as we get into the holiday season, I think it's pretty custom for large corporations and, and entities to ask for money through form of donations. So if you go to a retailer, um, they'll be like, um, we want to, um, you want to round up to give, um, money for kids with, um, dogs that have, uh, dog cancer. Uh, do you want to give to the homeless? Do you want to give to X, Y, and Z? This happens everywhere. Um, when you're in this, and during this time of time of year, this is why I buy most shit. Like you got to buy gas, so you go to Wawa, and they like, you know, you want to donate to to us. I go get some coffee because I'm tired, and I need to deal with shopping and fighting niggas in in, in parking lots to get spaces and shit. So they be like, um, do you want to give some money here at Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, you go to Macy's, they want money. They like if you go online, they ask for money. To donate to some sort of cause, some sort of uh, cause that they have, and the answer is no. None of y'all gonna get anything. I'm not rounding up shit for nobody. Fuck all y'all. Why? Because y'all got it. Like motherfuckers is so greedy nowadays. These large corporations, like you don't want to pay your employees, but you're making your employees at, beg for extra money with no incentives coming. Give them the money. Give the the whoever the these people are all these made up weird funky ass um, entities that you want to donate to quote unquote give them the money out of your own money y'all making a hand over fist overcharging motherfuckers for everything I'm not the one like you you don't ask me for money I'm already paying for your gas I'm already paying for my Coke Zero and my Black and Mild don't bother me man like y'all have all the resources you need to provide. To all these all these um these charities it's a tax write-off for you but you don't even want to come out of your own pocket fuck y'all it's christmas season i got shit to buy for my family and my loved ones and i'm gonna be broke by the end of the month so please 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 with all due respect take care of yourself with all due respect wow with all due respect um it's december last month of the year I know a lot of us wait until beginning of the year to start doing these resolutions. Um, you don't have to wait till January 1st. You can start that shit now. Uh, you never be perfect. Um, so perfection isn't the goal. Progression is. So you try to be a better person tomorrow that you were today. So you can start eating better now. You can start drinking more water now. You can start exercising now. 
they have Masterclass online where you can I think it's fifteen dollars a month and you can take as many master classes as you want. Uh, I went on there the other day, man. They have it for food, music, writing screenplays, uh, writing movies, writing television shows. All if you want to be a comedian, if you want to be an uh, interior designer, whatever you want to do, uh, they have a master class for it. Or just start reading a book that might enrich your brain. It's a long list of books dealing with just self-help, just, you know, mental health, uh, financial. You can find a list of all types of shit that you're trying to uh, be a better person. So at the end of the day, uh, December 1st, and uh, go ahead and start doing your New Year's resolutions now, man, with all due respect. With all due respect, um, I apologize. And that's it. I really, I apologize. Um, if you've been on this journey with us, and specifically, particularly me on this podcast, I don't care about talking about people, right? I, I really don't care about how, how, how you people feel. But I apologize. Um, two or three years ago, I really, really, really talked shit about Africans, right? Specifically Nigerians. I had a lot of shit to say about the Nigerians. And um, shortly after that, shortly after my rant on Nigerians, I took an ancestry test and realized I'm like 90% Nigerian. And that, that really, <laughs> yeah, that really like fucked this shit up. And this is like years ago. I was like, damn, I talk shit about these Nigerians and I'm fucking Nigerian. So now I want to go to Nigeria because those are like my people. But I think I became Nigerian because I talk shit about Nigerians. That's essentially how it works. Um, but also, I'm a barbecue man. I love barbecue. I love meat. I love pork. I love swan. You know what I'm saying? I love, you know, the the southern, the southern cuisine, right? And I talk <laughs> shit. I talk a lot of shit about vegans, right? Because vegans are just... Vegans are annoying people because they always have to tell you about vegan shit at at the wrong time, right? Like nobody wants to talk about vegan shit when twelve slabs just came off the off the grill. So I talk shit about vegans. I've talked shit about vegans a lot, especially in the past six months, right? I I, I got a uh, I, I got a new uh, a, a new vegan homeboy, and he's he's like an avid ve- avid vegan, and he tells me about recipes and you know how it's all great for you and shit like that. And I pretty much blow it off, you know. I tell jokes about vegans, so on and so forth. Well, my son took an allergy test uh, recently, and this nigga is allergic to everything. Everything. I'm talking pineapples, milk, wheat flour, fucking tree nuts, pine nuts, pine saw, like. He's allergic to soy, like he's allergic to everything. I think they call him the big eight for you people that are familiar with allergies and food allergies. He's allergic pretty much to the entire big eight. And I'm not equipped to understand how to prepare food for somebody like that. So shopping for him to eat, which is, you know, it's a labor of love. I don't mind it at all, but it took me to the fucking vegan aisle. All right. So I'm talking vegan cheese. We're talking vegan, gluten-free chips and all type of shit. And I feel like it's my fault because I talked shit about vegans. So I'm sorry. 
And I apologize. And I am going to stop talking shit about all you all you funny weird people about the funny weird shit that y'all do for fear that is going to backfire on my life. So I will no longer talk shit about you good people, especially the vegans, especially the Nigerians, because we're all family now, apparently. Um, but going forward, I won't talk shit about you, at least not in public, with all due respect.